Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Jenny, owner of CrossFit PB, soon to be Adamant Fitness, San Diego, California. Jenny, how's it going out there? So good. So happy to be here. Thanks, Dominic, for having me. Happy to have you. Tell us all about Adamant Fitness, CrossFit PB. What is it you do out there? What's your spin on fitness in San Diego? Awesome. Well, we are primarily a CrossFit gym. That's kind of our bread and butter. We're known for having some of the hardest workouts in our area. That's kind of the thing that separates us. We also do ladies classes for all the girls to build some booties. We do open gym classes and um, kids classes. So we offer a bunch of different stuff, not just CrossFit, which is why we're kind of rebranding to the Adamant Fitness. But um, yeah, we're uh, just hanging out in San Diego with all the other gyms and just doing what we can to keep people in shape and reach out to our community and just have fun while we do it. Yeah. San Diego is a a wild, I guess a lot of Southern California, but San Diego, that area has a a, a very strong fitness vibe. The culture is strong there. So tons of people looking for fitness, tons of fitness consumers. How did you get to be in the position? You're like, you know what? I'm going to become an owner of a gym. What was that process like? Oh my gosh. It's such a long, it seems like such a long journey, but, um, I, let's see, my fitness journey started when I was 14. I used to surf competitively. I grew up surfing. Um, I surfed all through middle school. I was on surf team, high school. I was on surf team. I even got a scholarship in college for a surf team, um, at San Diego state. Um, But um, when I was 14, I had a real bad surfing accident. I blew out my knee, Um, couldn't really, my family, we didn't grow up with lots of money, but um, we couldn't really afford a bunch of physical therapy. I think I went like twice and then my dad got me a gym membership and he's like, here, just get stronger. Um, So I learned a lot of stuff off of YouTube um, and then let's see, I probably found, I found CrossFit in 2004, again, it was like just a website. You would just, you know, type in stuff and, uh, you know, Google CrossFit. And then um, it was just the main site workouts. So it's say, you know, thrusters and squat cleans and whatever else. And I'd Google what a thruster was. And then there's, you know, watch videos and figure out the movements and things, and then go to my local 24 hour fitness and, you know, do my best there but it was pretty cool I did that for like five years I did CrossFit by myself in the 24-hour fitness um eventually I studied kinesiology in college and when um when I was going through college I trained a lot of my friends and got kind of a personal training business going um and eventually started um as a personal trainer at 24-hour fitness quickly moved to a master trainer, which is their highest level there. I think you have to service like 2000 sessions or something like that. And you have to have like four different certifications or a degree, all these things. Um, And then from there, one day, these two guys, this was 2010, um, they had heard about this blonde trainer 
that did CrossFit at the local 24-hour fitness and these two meathead dudes walk over to me while I'm training a client and they go, hey, you do CrossFit? And I was like, yeah, um, I do. And they were like, oh, we're opening a gym down the street. You should come hang. I was like, uh, any like particular time? And they're like, 3 p.m., be there. So I went up to the gym. This um, a TV show. Yeah, this is um, CrossFit PB, first opened 2010. Um, and I showed up to train with these like big dudes and was very intimidated. But um, it was super fun. We just like hung out and, you know, like lifted weights and slung barbells and no one yelled at me for dropping a bar. Um, it was really cool. So um, from there, I became the first trainer that they hired. And then I worked there for a couple years and then my husband's job took him up to LA. So we ended up moving to um, Hermosa Beach area and I coached at CrossFit South Bay for about four years, four and a half years. Um, and I ran their kids program. I developed it. I, they opened a second location. I helped open that second location and run all their programs there um, and got tons of experience managing the gym and, you know, working with a bunch of different people there. And um, then when we finally were able to move back to San Diego, I was in a position to be able to buy the gym. The boys wanted out. So the boys, I mean the previous owners, <laughs> um, they were um, ready to just do some other things. And um, so I was able to purchase 75% of the business. Uh, one of the founders still owns 25%. But um, when I took over, we were not in a good place. We, uh, as you can imagine, being in San Diego, rent is probably our, is definitely our biggest expense. We were in a 5,000 square foot facility and our rent was $15,000 a month. Oof. Like selling a kidney or chopping an arm off every time I paid that bill. So mm. we were actually almost $4,000 um, in the hole every single month paying that when I took over the business. So um, I got us out of that lease. We moved to a different spot. We, um, I've just spent the last couple of years kind of rebuilding the business and getting it to a good, good place and uh, paying off all the debt that accrued through, you know, going negative that many times for paying off our rent and stuff like that. And um, now we're in a really good spot and um, the location's really awesome. It's a, uh, we were able to negotiate our lease to be, um, financially something that we can like not chop arms off to make rent. And, um, yeah, it's been really, really great. Um, the last couple of years and stuff, well, besides COVID, but we survived when a lot of gyms didn't, and that's kind of where we're at now. So it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's been quite a journey for sure, but you know, you, uh, you took on a big challenge and you didn't shy away from it. You, hopefully had some idea of what you, you were getting into. I mean, you never know fully until you're in there doing the battle, but it sounds like yeah. you, you kind of put your heart and soul into it and it's something that you're going to stick with. It sounds like you're, you're in it for the long haul. Oh yeah, definitely. I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I've had a lot of confirmation on that, just um, not just through like friends and family, but um, I just, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm in, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, um, what I was created for and stuff. So, um, and I knew that going into it, uh, like you said, it sounds like I knew what I was doing. I had no idea. 
<laughs> what I was doing. Um, and I had no idea like what a gym should be valued at or anything. So yeah, I definitely made a lot of mistakes in that process of like purchasing the gym and there's things I would do differently, of course. But, um, you know, you learn from your mistakes and I haven't regretted it ever. But, um, but yeah, it's cool when you look back and you can see where you've come and how, you know, how far you've come. And that's more confirmation that you're, you know, doing the right things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you were in a pretty big facility. You said it was like 5,000 square feet. When yeah. you moved, did you move to something that was similar size with the better rent? Did you go smaller, bigger? Um, every Gym owners always want to know, right? How big is your yeah. space? How many members do you have? What is the logistics? Like silly questions because it's like you can be on the east coast in a 15,000 square foot facility and you know what I mean have 300 members but like it just doesn't transfer out here there aren't big warehouses here on in you know a mile from the beach here in San Diego it just the, there's housing that's it right. you know? and there's commercial like real retail I mean so it's not like there's um you can maybe get lucky with an auto garage but those are hard to come by around here but anyway um so we went from 5,000 square foot facility to it's 4,000 square feet so it's not much um smaller but it's just the space is divided so much better so it's a really long kind of skinny building so in the front we have about 2,000 square feet it's like 1700 ish and then in the middle we use i call it the kitchen because it used to be like a, a church type building where it was like they had service in the front and then they had a kitchen where they'd serve food so it's like got drains and it had sinks and weird stuff anyway i still call it the kitchen but we put all the equipment in this small room so all the boxes and plates and jump ropes and wall balls and dumbbells and everything's off the main floor and then we have another like 15, 1700 square feet in the back, which is like a whole another space. So we can have CrossFit in the front room. There's like this middle spot that's just equipment that's shared between the two rooms. And then there's the back room where we can do open gym or another class or kids classes or personal training. Like it's just, it's so much better because even if you try to have like personal training while well, you have a CrossFit class going on, it's hard because you're trying to like squeeze into the corner and there's loud music and people are dropping barbells and not personal training clients don't want that. They want their own space, you know, and they want to feel like you rented out the whole gym for them. Um, and we can kind of offer that, which is nice. Yeah. So the, the division would be, you know, just thinking typical CrossFit numbers and whatnot. So you have it in your front space. You spent it's a little bit under 2000 square feet. So you were talking about, you're not trying to be, or don't think that you're going to be a 300 member gym. So that front space for CrossFit sounds like you could probably get what, 10, 12 people in there for CrossFit class comfortably somewhere around comfortably? there. Comfortably, I would say like, like 14 is cut is where we usually cap our classes. Okay. Um, um, like through COVID, we were kind of doing 11 because we could do like that. We sort of like taped everything off, you know, we did all that stuff, taped things off. So people had their own square or whatever. And, um, we were able to fit 11, 
But um, I like to pack that thing out. I've had 22 people in a class with a barbell and a jump rope in a box. And it's like, you know, you're like wall to wall. But I love it. The energy is always so high in big classes. But I feel like 14 is like a happy spot. But I would say we average, our average class is like 10. Yeah. So I would say like eight to 10 people usually. So just again, going by averages and what we see on the CrossFit side. So does that put you at able to service like what, maybe 150 CrossFit clients at max? Depending on how like long they come Yeah, week? like one fifth. It depends like, you know, how many times a week they come and all that yeah. stuff. But um, I would feel like, yeah, 150 is probably a really good spot for us. Um, and we could probably do more if people were, if a lot of those people were on like open gym memberships and doing some of the yeah. other stuff. So, yeah. So that's the CrossFit side. Yeah. What are your, what are your numbers and goals and capacities like on the other side with your personal training, with your non, you know, your booty classes, your sweat classes, whatever you do, what do you look like as far as what you can do and what you want to do on those? Yeah. So for CrossFit right now, we've got like 117 as far as like just CrossFit members. Um, a lot of those people kind of transition over and they like, like some of the girls, they come into booty class too. But um, the booty class, we do three days a week. And I think we have 25 ladies that are on that membership, just that one. Um, and then uh, open gym. I'm actually not sure what we have on open gym, but I want to say there's probably like 15. It's not a ton of people that are on that just because they start, usually they start on open gym. They're like, they think they want to work out by themselves and then they see how much fun we're having and they, you know, kind of transfer over to the CrossFit side usually. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you, you had to have things coming from, from various sides there. You have your training, you have your specialty classes you have your CrossFit. Uh, is there anything else that you offer or want to offer? Do you do nutrition? Do you do supplements? Do you do apparel? Or is the actual coaching training the, the main bread and butter and you just stick with that? Coaching is definitely our main bread and butter. Um, I kind of hate apparel and I hate supplements. Um, just because your inventory always ends up sitting around. So we'll do pre-orders for our shirts every once in a while. Um, but as far as supplements, people just want to get that stuff online. I don't really see um, the point in offering supplements just because I, I, per I have a hard time selling supplements because I'm not a big supplement person. I feel like if I were, if I were able to sell it, then maybe, but yeah, I put my attention elsewhere. And that's great. If people like to do that and people love supplements and there's certain things that they just need to have, then that's totally cool. I get it. It's your thing. But um, yeah, I, instead of supplements, I have like surfboards on the wall and stuff. <laughs> it's like, it goes with it. Goes with it. Right? No, just kidding. Um, but we do, um, we do nutrition and um, we probably have there's always someone on our nutrition plan, like whether year round, we always have, and we usually run it in like six week chunks. So I feel like I'm starting someone on nutrition, like every, a new person on it every six weeks. So we have a couple different packages through the app that we use. And it's nice because there's, I don't have to 
like teach my coaches how to sell because everything's on the app. That's all they need. They just say like, Hey, go to the app All nutrition's right here. And sure. Maybe that deters some people because it's not as personal, but I feel like this day and age, people just want to read about it and figure out what it's all about on their own. And then maybe have a conversation about it. And that's usually where it goes from there. So I get a phone call or text message from a member and they're like, Hey, I was looking at the nutrition thing. What do you think I should do? And then we have a conversation rather than like my coaches trying to sell it and be like, well, this one's $50 and this one's 160 and that one's 500. And it's like, there's, yeah, just focus on coaching. Cause that's probably what you're going to be best at. <laughs> got it. Got it. So Heard a little bit about your your past, how you got there, some of the obstacles, some of the things that you kind of had to fight fight your way out of the hole from you know that crazy rent and the facility and all that stuff and, and kind of what you're doing now and the future for you. You you have some changes, right? You're doing a rebrand, right. kind of being more inclusive than just having CrossFit be your brand. What else does the future look like for you? Adamant Fitness, CrossFit PB. What's on the horizon? Yeah, my plan, I would say I would love to get our kids program back up and running in the next six months. We had to cancel it um, with COVID. Just, I mean, at the beginning of COVID, none of us knew what was going on, you know, like we were all afraid. And of, of course, we were afraid for our kids and stuff like that. So um, I didn't really know if it was going to be safe for kids to be like that close together and sweating around. Like we like to play games in our kids class. And a lot of the games are like, you know, you get sweaty with each other and things not like, you know, they're just running around, they're being kids. And I didn't want to have to like put anyone at risk. So we ended up canceling our kids program, um, kind of putting it on hold. And then I had coaches leave from, um, the gym, they just moved home just cause they wanted to be closer to family when everything shut down. Um, and then, um, just haven't really been able to get it back up and running. I haven't like hired people to do it. And summertime is kind of my playtime. Like I like to surf and I don't work as much. <laughs> so when the weather today's sad, it's like this rainy day. I'm like, Oh, I guess that means we need to start working harder again. But, um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to start working on getting our kids program back up and running and, um, and, and get that together because, um, it's time we've had enough of not be, not having kids running around the gym and stuff. So I want to get that back up. And then, um, I've always wanted to get our teens into like a weightlifting program for our teens, like just to build strength, get these guys really strong going into their high school sports and stuff, guys and gals usually guys but still um but yeah that's really fun and um I'm pretty passionate about getting our kids the next generation getting them fit and um, building confidence and leadership skills and stuff like that with our kids I think it's a really good way to give back to our community too and just make the gym like more of um a place where everybody can go you know parents can come in and take their CrossFit class we can have the kids class going on at the same time in the other room um everyone can get their fitness in and it just be you know something that in 10 years kids look back on and they're like oh yeah i just used to always go to the gym with my parents you know i feel like that'd be just such a a really cool thing to to prioritize for sure yeah yeah i mean you start you start that habit in them young you know you get the family it's something that people do together 
obviously it's going to lead to healthier people than family all watching TV and, you know, eating pizza together. And not that that's not cool once in a while, but you know, the, as a habit, you know, going to the gym, you know, parents, kids, stuff like that is definitely uh, going to make a big impact on the community over the long haul. You're going to be doing this for a while. So it'd be super cool to see kids start coming with you. And then they're there through their teens and, you know, as it comes to be, and then, you know, someday you're looking at some kid and you're like, ah, I've been training you for 15 years. This is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, it's always fun. So that's, I'd, I'd say that's a pretty fun goal to have. And obviously there's going to be more revenue that comes with it that feeds back into the gym and, and other things that you can do, like, you know, surf outings or <laughs> you know, whatever kind of community events or equipment or things that you want. And kind of just keeps the business going because right. you know you have to you have to build that strong community especially in a place where you are where there's so much competition you know you need really every day for people to be reminded and, and it's like that everywhere uh, where you have to remind people every single day of why they're a member at your facility but even more so when I bet you nobody can come to your gym without passing 10 other gyms on the way right oh, so it's so true know, it has to be um, there has to be something there, right? You got to sprinkle some fairy dust on it. It's more than just come and work out. It's, there's going to be some type of family or community. Oh yeah, 100%. So we're getting close to the end of our time here and there's a million other things that I like to talk about. But one of my favorite questions to ask is, you know, especially since you've been in this a little while, you're not brand new. Like if you could go back and give yourself any type of advice starting off or give advice to a gym owner listening here, what would you say is the one most valuable thing that you could pass on to somebody else in this business? Um, I think it's, two, there's two, it's like two in one. Okay, did you get a twofer? All right, um, let's do it. <laughs> everyone loves a twofer deal. Okay, so the first would be um, to pray on it and go with the, your gut, whatever, to sit with the decision is, what the number is, whatever you get from that prayer session, go in with that and know that everything is negotiable. Everything. So that's the number one thing that, cause I, there were definitely times where I would, you know, have you like, okay, this is what I was told, you know, God told me this and I know that that's what I'm going to go for. And then being afraid to negotiate, you know, just a lot of time. I mean, it's, I'm a woman and many, it's mostly men in this industry and it's mostly men that are like negotiating real estate contracts and all this kind of stuff. So I definitely have been taken advantage of in those areas or like told that I should open a yoga studio or a Pilates studio instead. But, um, yeah, but stick into my guns and knowing that, um, that it's out there and it will be provided if I just have faith. That's, um, that's, you know, probably the number one thing I would say. I'd say that's a pretty, pretty solid lesson to pass on. So with that, we are just about out of time before we let you go, where can people find you online? I know you're in the middle of a, of a rebrand and might take a little Googling, but <laughs> what are the, what are the best places for them to find you online? Find Adamant Fitness, CrossFit PB, where, where should they look? Yeah. So everything's changing over at Adamant Fitness this week. So Adamant Fitness PB, PacificBeach.com. So um, AdamantFitnessPB.com. Um, and then 
Our Instagram is, I believe it's going to stay CrossFit PB. Um, I think I've been looking at trying to figure out how to change that. And it seems like it has to stay CrossFit PB, but we'll see. Um, we might have two accounts or something, but CrossFit PB is a good one to follow. Um, and yeah, adamantfitnesspb.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being here today. I appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much, Dominic. I appreciate being here. You're welcome. And to everybody out there listening, we appreciate your time. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. It means the world to us to have the ability to spread these messages, to get stories out there. And if you want to be notified when new messages come out, new episodes drop probably twice a week right now. We're trying to get as many out of there as possible. Hit the subscribe button, throw us a like, leave us a comment. We like all the feedback. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the description, fill out the form. We'd love to have you on, hear about your business, how you're running things, how you're affecting lives in your community. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today I have Corey. Corey, how's it going, man? It's good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, kind of give the audience a little bit of a background on you. So uh, where are you from and what is the name of your gym? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well big thing from Pennsylvania, but live in Chen Tennessee now in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, okay. Been there since 2015 after I graduated from college, worked in Chicago for a few years, then went open my own business down in Chattanooga. Uh, I'm a chiropractor by trade, uh, but always been into sports and, and fitness and life. And uh, it's always been an admiration of mine to own a gym. So when I opened my practice in 2015, there were some changes to the overall layout of how my office was running as far as uh, a chiropractic office. And I wanted to expand and, you know, I kept noticing myself prescribing a lot of medic of exercises to my patients, but they would never follow them or do them. And it just kind of started coming together. I was going to a CrossFit gym and then one of the coaches there had him and I were friends and we had talked and, you know, I, I kind of showed some interest in owning a CrossFit gym and he, him and I kind of sat down and, punched numbers out and we thought it'd be a great thing to have. And it's a great thing for my patients because once they finish care, like a lot of times patients come in with this, they're not very healthy in the first place. They don't have many healthy tenants that would bring them into my office in, ge in general. And I would get them out of pain, but they would still go back to the same activities. So I now had this other piece of my office that I could offer to them to continue on from just getting well to getting fit. And that created this buffer between sickness. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love that concept too, especially with, uh, like you said, you know, you have people that they get well, then you get them going from that to getting fit. So it's really cool because, I mean, you guys can essentially like you can cross promote like within your own facility, right? Within your own business. 
yeah, it's, it's an ecosystem I've kind of created together where I thought was a great ecosystem of things that I think are healthy tenants to, be, to be healthier by, you know, getting adjusted, taking care of their bodies, learning about nutrition and learning about fitness and exercise. Yeah. So it just, it all worked together. And if they have a small sprain or strain, it's easier to treat a sprained ankle than it is to treat diabetes, right? Or obesity. So, yeah, absolutely. So uh, how long did you have your, um, have the chiropractic office before you decided to open the gym or put it in there? Yeah, it was about two years. It was, okay. uh, you know, I'm a medical, I take insurance in my office and there was a big change in the overall state of Tennessee that had changed some of the reimbursement and is either kind of closed down or, or get savvy. Um, so I was, you know, looking at adding in other providers to my office to have, you know, spread the, the overhead between other doctors, which now I have like a doctor, I'm obviously a nurse practitioner and another chiropractor. Um, but when CrossFit came out, I was like, well, why can't that be a provider? Why can't that be something we can operate and add in and then start to build onto more of a gym from this little vessel? And so it was like two years into practice that we kind of opened up in the late 2017, we opened up the CrossFit gym in the back of my office. So I'd see patients about 5.30 and then I would start trying to scurry them out the door because we'd get people coming in the back door and we were trying to like not be loud for patients and still yeah. slam bars. Yeah. yeah. It, was, uh, it, was quite a, it was quite a learning experience to start, I will say. But it yeah, worked out well. That's awesome. Uh, now, how many square feet is uh, is the gym part of the of the building? Yeah, it's like twenty three hundred square feet. So it's okay. not big as we want it to be yet, but it's getting bigger, and we're looking to eventually try to buy a building to be able to have a better ecosystem for both of them. Um, you know, we utilize the space for like a lot of our physical therapy at the office when the gym's not operating, so we can yeah. maximize the usage of it. But we would like to have it so we could have more space where people could come in any time of day in like an open gym kind of setting where they can come in and work out, but also come to classes or come for therapy. So yeah, yeah, man, that that's a that's such an awesome concept, and I, I love the fact. That I'm just trying to imagine like you guys back there just trying to sneak around right and like not disturb the patients up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It's kind of funny, and they get used to it at first. Some of the patients didn't like it. We lost some patients just because they just didn't understand it. And you know, some people want to go to the doctor's office and not be bombarded with exercise, but we want to find that market that really wants to be healthier. So that's really our audience. So yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. So like, as far as well, let's uh, starting off like for the gym. So as far as staffing goes, um, how many how many employees do you have, and like, does that include like coaches, or do you have like someone that kind of works the front desk or, or what? Well, at our, we have coaches essentially, right? Cause it's open for coaches classes since we have CrossFit classes. Mm -hmm. So right now it's me and my business partner. We have me and him. Uh, it, it worked out perfectly in the beginning because he's a state trooper by full-time trade and he mm -hmm. works like third shift. So he'd have the mornings or the evenings off to be there by five o'clock and coach classes. And I would just coach the mornings and we would split the afternoons. Um, slowly over time, my business has gotten busier. Uh, he's gotten busier. He got promoted to a sergeant. So we started hiring on coaches just because we were getting just taxed. It's you now yeah. I just feel that like coaching is coaching a class is, is an hour of class, but it's two hours of work. Sometimes the it enthusiasm, is. preparation, all things goes into it. Um, so we really, we started bringing on some coaches. We brought on a friend of ours, her name is Bonnie. She's a physical therapist. And then now she's kind of stepped into more of the role as not as the gym manager. And then we have uh, three other coaches, two other coaches for CrossFit and the one for like hit classes. And we're trying to incorporate some other types of classes for a larger audience of people, uh, like more of the high intensity or like even like uh, we talked about like, the, what is it called? The Zumba. You know, some of the members will have wives yeah. that want to go to Zumba. So we're like, hey, if there's yeah. an opportunity, we could try it. 
we do that. And then some powerlifting classes we throw in there as well. So uh, right now we're trying to expand to have more opportunity rather than just CrossFit. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, you can get out there and teach some Zumba classes then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I can dance. I, yeah, I can that's do right. That. Yeah. 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 Don't, and don't, don't let, uh, don't let anybody tell you you can't either. <laughs> yeah. 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 but uh yeah now nah, man that's cool to be able to offer you know different things for them for sure and so like looking at like tip like how many members do you guys have uh roundabout right now like off top of your head if you could yeah right now we're like 65 70 that's something we're oh, trying okay. to really improve on like we want to get we hired our the big reason one of our goals with hiring our manager too was to help uh because i think the biggest thing we kind of run into is with the volume comes more accountability right and people yeah. the cracks and we really hired her to help with, hey, we need a better opportunity to reach out to our members so they're not just kind of slipping through the cracks and not coming to class. And then next, you know, they're unhappy not being there. Yeah. Kind of call them like silent invest. I call like people that, you know, buy memberships and don't come like silent investors. Like they're just paying it to do nothing. It's that's true. Kind of chuckle at, but yeah. yeah, that's very true. And, um, you know, it seems like sometimes after a while, like you, you know, you need like so many touch points, you know, per member. And the cool thing is, you know, if you have someone like that, that, you know, that's like one of their job responsibilities is to reach out to members. I mean, like you and your partner, I mean, I'm sure you guys had like the best of intentions, but like you said, it gets so overwhelming, you know, and you mm -hmm. both have your other things going on. So, you know, things unintentionally yeah. and happen and people fall through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it happens all the time. That's our biggest thing is, you know, and trying to find ways and being clever to devise who takes on what members like by time of day or by name, we've always kind of had to you know, play that as an idea, but it is, it is very easy to lose track of it very quickly if you don't keep an eye on it. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of, uh, kind of switching gears now and looking at like, uh, you know, client acquisition, uh, what kind of strategies do you guys have in place right now? Like to get new people uh, through the door? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we have, you know, essentially this CrossFit gym for us wasn't really something that we really wanted to be like a huge profit center for us. Basically our other jobs pay a lot of our money, but it's just something fun for us to do. But you're right. As we got into it, we had to figure out ways to generate, you know, how do we get people in the door? How do we grade traction? Um, one way right off the bat, right? Like I said before, is patients start coming to my door that have an interest in it. We say, Hey, like, you know, well, let's get you out of pain and let's talk about it. Once your pain is gone, like some of the things and the factors that may have been leading to it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they're coming in for pain, but the pain is preventing them from living their life, like the things like to do. So we start really transitioning and talking to them like about, you know, you've come here for physical therapy and exercise and you're feeling better. Why not continue that strategy now? Right. So we have a transition program where we try to teach them some of the basics and then transition into CrossFit classes. Um, that's one strategy. Uh, Another thing is behind where we are at location wise, there's a bunch of apartments that are behind uh, like this big row of apartments for college kids and people that really moved to Chattanooga. Chattanooga is such a fast growing city. Mm -hmm. There's these apartments that I think I even lived in them. Everyone I know seems to live in this on this street. So we go up there and we uh, a lot of those uh, the tenants that like to take the uh, let's say the, the um, what are they called the people that actually renters the renting mm -hmm. companies. They love giving things back to their tenants. So we go up there and do free workouts. And a lot of times they have pools. So in the summertime, we host like a free pool workout. And we go up there and invite all the tenants to come down, sign a waiver, yeah. try a class, and then give them a, you know, a free trial of the gym. That was something we've done as far in the past is, is that. Um, otherwise, a lot of it just comes down to word of mouth. I mean, we know that, you know, a lot of times people come into the gym you know, especially in the CrossFit realm, right? You notice this is kind of a lifestyle they start to adapt to. They yep. start buying clothes, start talking about it. So 
they're your biggest cheerleaders. So really keeping them and working with them to tell their friends and to bring their friends is a force multiplier. Just think about it, right? Oh yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, those are really the three strategies we really use is kind of marketing to a lot of the apartment complexes behind us that are close within a 10 to 15 minute drive of our, of our location. Um, you know, my patients, uh, my, my coworker, my partner, I said, is a state trooper. So we work a lot with trying to get police officers understanding that, that, you know, requirement for them is being healthy and being active to be able to do their job. Right. And a lot of them aren't. So we really try to talk to them about coming into the gym um, to get them in. You know, those are some of the strategies we really use so using mm-hmm. uh, kind of our networks and what we have available to us. Those are oh, really yeah. the, three, the three or four things right, right off the bat that we usually do. Um, you know, being a CrossFit gym too, it does have that little affiliation where people will search CrossFit gyms and find us as well. But um, those really the, the big things is kind of just maximizing some of the assets we have around us and we have in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and the cool thing about all this is, I mean, the word of mouth, like usually those people that are, you know, come in off referrals, like those are like your really, really hot leads, right? Like most of the time they come in, like they already know they're going to sign up anyways, you know, cause mm-hmm. they, you know, they trust their friends and they want to work out with a buddy and, and also something cool. Like, so I'm sure that you, you probably get some crossovers from the gym to the chiropractic stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Like so I that's said, something yeah, cool too. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it kind of was an ecosystem for both a win-win for what I needed, right? What I was looking for in some assistance. And it, it really, yeah, it also develops visibility and credibility for myself, you know, because they see how much I, I not only say, but I preach it and I do it, right? So, yeah, it, yeah, but it does develop a lot of crossover back and forth. Just little injuries will happen in the gym regardless, right? Yeah. Um, but like I was saying earlier, it's easier to treat sprained ankle than it is like diabetes or heart disease and those things can really help with uh, helping people lose weight and become more active and fit as we do yeah that's awesome that's yeah I, man, I, yeah i love this model so i mean there's so many things that i, I see you know that can be added to there i'm just like my head's you know wheels are kind of spinning all the time thinking about it um so looking at all right so we got client acquisition so when someone comes in for the gym like kind of like what is like walk me through like the first steps that that you do with them like as they're joining yeah yeah so basically if they've never been to crossfit before the biggest thing is i think the concern for most of them that they're going to hurt themselves right or they're going to do too much so we really have to there's a lot of you know with crossfit comes multiple modalities of fitness and then it's ever evolving right so a lot of times what we'll have them do is we have them go through a foundations class. So foundations is a series of classes where we go through and we assess form. We understand a little bit about injury so we can help with injury prevention. Myself and Bonnie being in physical therapy, we really try to help, hey, say like, hey, we, we noticed some limitations here. Let's make them squat to a certain position. So we're really assessing them and giving them confidence themselves to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's slowly where we give them a taste of uh, going through, introducing movements as far as squatting, uh, push-ups, you know, jumping rope, rowing. We go through all the different modalities we'll typically see in a CrossFit workout, and we teach them in a very uh, intimate setting where we can work with them more one-on-one and get their confidence up. We do it over a series of four classes, and then over that, we then introduce them to go to a class, and we have a coach that will work out with them in a buddy system. So they have that understanding because when you come into the class, I mean, it kind of turns into a very systematic thing where we come in, we warm up, we go over the workout for the day, we talk about announcements, then we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the workout yeah but you know they can be a little kind of a little bit challenging when you're in a class of maybe 10 to 12 people and you don't know 
anybody in there. So we try to really create that warming environment with having a coach that can help them transition. Yeah. And then ultimately, yeah, it's just the community sells itself. A lot of our classes that people come together, they're friends that come together, they've met through the gym and they hang out inside the gym and outside the gym. So as long as they kind of, the person's pretty keen to it, they kind of just filter into the system, yeah. filter into the community. Awesome. So, now, do you guys do any, do you do, you do like any one-on-one -on -one training or like any small group training at all? We've tried that before a couple of times in the past. I think just the traction wasn't there. We've, uh, you know, we, we've been working on that, but it has been a challenge for us. And, but we have discussed, like we had a, a trainer come into the gym who was a Spartan certified trainer who wanted to come in and kind of build some clients and utilize the space when we wouldn't have classes going on. Um, but we never really gained them as traction we wanted to. We still think it was the right person in the right seat. Yeah. Um, that was always the issue. Uh, and then the small group stuff, same thing too. We've, we've kind of gotten close to doing it and we've had to shell some ideas like it, being a medical facility with a chiropractic gym as well. There's a, you know, there's an aspect of, of how fitness can help people with a lot of psychological issues in a way too. Like mm -hmm. a lot of times people with addiction can will jump from one addiction to another. Yes. And we wanted to help them try to transition to addiction of fitness. Yes. Uh, so we was trying to work with a psychologist to really kind of sit down and maybe create a class where they can have a group setting and, you know, build from there and have a CrossFit class going on together. So they were kind of a, a smaller, intimate setting, but it just never really, we couldn't find the right way to build traction on it yet. So we had to shelve the idea and we're still working on that. Right. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's, that, those are some of the things we've done, but we still had a kind of a struggle with it ultimately. So, yeah. And I can tell you from experience. So we like in, in my gym, like we used to have, um, well, first a little, little bit about my gym is it's like a, it's a bigger facility, 18,000 square feet. But we do open gym, also like group classes. So I was always wanting to kind of go down to like the semi-private, like, you know, four, you know, four or less, like four on one or whatever. And, you know, COVID kind of helped help speed that up. So, I mean, obviously when you come back, like you can't have a group class of 20 people, you know, yeah. Or, and yeah, so we just started offering like, you know, groups of four or less. And what's so cool about that is you can charge, um, you know, pretty close to personal training prices, but it's still cheaper than personal training, you know, and they're all in that same hour. So, yeah. I mean, you have people paying, you know, like, for example, one of our offers is it's like 99 a week, you know, that's three sessions a week, like per person. So if you look at what, you, like your dollar per hour out there, I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's really lucrative. Yeah, and no, it's good to hear. Yeah. What's cool about it is you don't have to have a, like a large percentage of your membership base to do that, you know, to make some really good profit. So oh, it's that's something, really cool. yeah, 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 we can talk more about that later, but uh, yeah, it's something that I would definitely recommend to, to try to get, you know, get traction on again, you know, cause I think that you guys, you know, could really kill it. And especially with, you know, having the medical facility and you being a chiropractor, yeah. like, you know, like, cause you have like a, like a level of authority too, right? Like you're more than mm -hmm. just a coach. Like, yeah. so, I mean, you guys, I'm sure that, you know, it's pretty easy, you know, sometimes to prescribe things to people, you know, and like with the white coat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. And we, you know, in a way, yeah, in a way, my associate, I had a chiropractor in my office and he was asking like, Hey, no, how do I do this? And we've kind of started this little transition. I think now that you're talking about this, he's trying to work on this idea. And I think it will bring this to his attention and keeping the class small, like this and intimate because he's been trying to work on this because we have patients that really could just don't have too many limitations or are a little older. They really can't sustain the CrossFit model. Right. And yeah. we're trying to find a way to find a match for these patients because I mean, 
to me, nothing's funner than watching somebody, especially, you know, we have a lot of sometimes older patients come in the office, Medicare age patients. And, you know, a lot of them are just, as they retire, they retire from life, they retire from everything. And then they start noticing they can't live their life because they have no end. They're just weak and they're not that strong. They have no endurance. Uh, but we really had a hard, we had a big transition problem between the CrossFit idea of my office and, and these Medicare patients that are 65 and above. So we're trying to find more of a, like a seniors longevity type of class. We're trying to offer them that could be a very, like it's a CrossFit light. This is really, but it has an applet and has an apparatus of some physical therapy to it as well, kind of integrated into it. So we're working yeah. on a little tweaks and ideas with this, but yeah, it, it is something we could kind of enforce that, that small business, small gym idea, small group class idea. So, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. And, and I'm always just, you know, thinking of different things like that. So no, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. So you guys have, you said like, a, did you say a nurse practitioner too is in there? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Now what yeah, we have, uh, we have a medical doctor who oversees the medical side of the practice. He's our uh, collaborating physician and he'll do a lot of procedures. Like uh, we do some things with like, if you're familiar with like PRP therapy, like plate, plate, plate response. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. So we, we try to do as much as we can to prevent as much surgery as possible. Uh, if we can prevent surgery and help with an injury, like that's what my medical staff does. Like there was a big limitation I had where like I, I can help someone get stronger, but I can't, you know, four things cause injury in my opinion. One is like the prior injury. And, that, and then the other things is like lack of strength, lack of flexibility, and then stupidity. And I can, I can really help with the last three, but I can't help for me. I can't help rechange an old injury. Right. Yeah. So I was running into a lot of challenge with that. So when I got approached about this idea of adding a regenerative medicine, like using someone's own blood to spin down and apply to an injury, that's why I added the medical side. So him and my nurse practitioner do a lot of that side of the practice. And a lot of uh, something's kind of leaving my scope or I have questions as far as like, maybe this is more of a medical condition. I can refer over to her to help. Uh, and when we're using this to look at some, even some primary care aspects, you know, people go into their doctor for primary care, they're, they're you know, your PCP every year. Yeah. We've kind of played around with that idea of having that integrated in as some way as possible in the future too. Yeah. And have this integration. So I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have talked about hormone therapy too, right? We have. Yeah. It has been yeah. brought up numerous times. Yeah. It's yeah. been, you know, it, it, we have, we, we go back and forth on the matter of it, right? We've debated yeah. on it and I, yeah, but yeah, it's something in, in it's something we have on the, the topic list for 2022 in the future, but you yeah. know, it's not really a, there's down, there's benefits and pitfalls with it. If you think about it, if you that's know, true. That's true. And, yeah. And that's, that's always been one thing. So I've, I've had people approach me wanting to do that, you know, in, in my gym, and like you said, there's benefits, but at the same time, when it's actually in a gym, I mean, there's times that it just doesn't look good. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just, it just gets a different, it gets a whole different model. It gets a whole different audience that comes your way. And it just gets a little too, not really the, the idea of fitness that I'm always looking into, you yeah. know? So yeah. yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I had to ask on that. Cause you know, I, I don't get to ask too many, I don't really deal with these, you know, types of models very often. So I was yeah. just, I was yeah. curious on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. So uh, looking, all right. So we're, we're kind of getting close to the end of time on the podcast. So one thing I like to do, I always like to ask people, um, well, this will be two questions. So the first one is, so what does growth look like for you guys? Um, I know you're looking for a new facility, but like in terms of members and stuff like that, like what, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. Our big intention right now with hiring, you know, our, ma our manager was to really start working to get towards 100 members and continuing consistently 100 members of the gym. Um, 
but not only inside that hundred members, you know, volume isn't always the answer. Like you said too, we were trying to find ways to uh, open it up to create increasing revenue at the gym is another thing too, rather than trying to always find more new members, find ways to increase the ways to generate revenue at the office in the gym. And mm -hmm. so that was a kind of another goal of adding the gym manager. Uh, and then, like I said, from there is finding a conducive space where we can really operate to the best of our, our abilities, right? Um, you know, we can keep it kind of an eye to the ground because I, I looked at COVID almost as a blessing in a way, not from the gym standpoint, it was kind of a, in life in general, it was tough, but, you know, we're looking for facility and space. And a lot of businesses during COVID had found that they didn't need that much space to operate. They could work from home. Yep. Uh, so you kind of saw this shift in the mindset of business owners and uh, using this to our advantage, to try to find a location that could be, uh, we could keep everything in together and really maximize getting a larger space for our gym. Yeah. Um, and owning a piece of property rather than renting. Those are the kind of the focuses we're looking at for the future is a larger, more conducive space that we can own and operate and more members and more ways to generate revenue for service we can render inside the gym. So those oh, are yeah. kind of our three things. Yeah. Yeah, man. Love it. Love it. Great goals for sure. And so the last part of this, if you could go back in time and give yourself advice to when you first opened the gym or added it on, you know, to the current facility, what would that advice be? Man, uh, it really would be okay. Like a lot of people, like I think the biggest thing is probably putting money into uh, the shower facilities, right? I will say uh, this is one of the yeah. things that I will say that we put a lot of money into putting in a shower before we had the membership to really to allow for that in a way. And and it's not bad. Like I like having a shower because I get ready for work right at the same time. But it yeah. clogs. You know, people don't. It's a community bathroom, right? So there's always yeah. something going wrong with it. I remember one day I was trying to get ready for work. And next thing I know, the showers were backing up into the, into the tubs because someone had clogged the toilet in the main line and I'm supposed to see patients in a couple of hours. It was the biggest fiasco oh, I've ever seen, right? So yeah. like, yeah, so I would say that take your time, build membership before hiring a bath. And it's so simple, but it's before hiring a shower and getting this super expensive facility, make sure you stay within your means of real, like being real with yourself of when you actually have that membership number to then scale up and add those other amenities. Because um, you can you can really shoot yourself in the foot if you get you spend too much too soon before you have an actual, you know, traction with the with the clients to build on. So that would yeah. just be one thing I would say, just from yeah. past experience. That's that's true. And a lot of times we think those amenities are going to cost us members, you know, but but really, I mean, a lot of times it wouldn't, you know, like as far as showers go, you know, sometimes, you know, like we have showers here, but, you know, I, I know places that don't have showers and people are like, well, I mean, it kind of sucks, but you know what, like it is, it kind of is what it is, but yeah, you know I mean? no, so, it's, it's definitely a good thing. I think, but we operate, I think it's how you plan to operate too, right? If you plan yeah. to have, I think, take out a lot of money and just expect time to pay that back, you know, but we operated and opened this kind of, kind of bootstrap budget. Like we didn't really have a lot we wanted to put towards this. We didn't know how it was going to go. Uh, but I think when we started, we started in our mind saying, we need to shower, we need to shower, we need to shower. We put in all these showers. I'm like, why did we do that? Why did we do that so early? You know, it's just, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely an amenity you need at a certain number. For sure. You know, when yeah. You get, yeah. So, but, you know, kind of figuring that out is one thing I would say I would always want to go back and reevaluate. Um, yeah. I mean, that, other than that, it's been kind of a, you know, it's always an experience you learn from, I feel. It's either oh, good yeah. nor bad. It's just an experience you got to figure out and overcome. Yeah. Or enjoy. That's true, man. Yeah. Well, awesome. Corey. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast today, man. I enjoyed it. Um, it was, yeah. uh, it was good to get a different perspective, you know, because like I said, we don't get this model very often. So it's cool to hear 
like your side of it and everything. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the the reach out and uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And to our audience out there, if you like this or found value from this podcast, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you are a gym owner and you want to be a guest in the podcast, click the link below to apply to be a guest. And until then, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Justin, owner of Next Level Performance and CrossFit Level Up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Justin, thank you for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic. Uh, living the dream, man. I get to talk to gym owners all day, every day. It's It's been great. So That's tell good. us about next level performance, CrossFit level up. What are you all about out there? For sure. Well, first off, Dominic, thank you. Really appreciate you guys having me on like the podcast and stuff for that. It means a lot for you guys to like reach out and stuff. Third po- first podcast, so definitely a little nervous, but no, I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on the show for sure. Um, my pleasure. And I promise it'll be the best podcast you've ever done. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Cool. Uh, but yeah, next level performance, CrossFit level up. So yeah, we are next level performance. That's pretty much what we branded as. Um, we were, uh, top notch CrossFit before, uh, but we did a slight takeover in terms of like, uh, yeah, just change of ownership and rebrand it to next level performance. We are CrossFit level up as well too. That's where we're affiliated as, but yeah, typical functional fitness slash CrossFit type gym that we do have. Uh, we offer like group classes, one-on-one type training. We also have a legends class that's 55 plus, uh, kids class from seven to 12 years old or JV varsity type of thing. Um, but yeah, like the whole goal, kind of we, what we wanted the gym was a one-stop shop. You come in, you get your workout. We have massage therapy. We have uh, physiotherapy in the building as well too. So yeah, ton of things that we do have to offer in that gym. Awesome. So you were a client, a member at that gym before you became an owner? Is yeah, that how you yeah. was? Yeah, I was actually one of the coaches there. So I was actually helping uh, Darren Champagne. He was uh, the former owner of uh, Top Notch CrossFit. Um, and yeah, he, uh, he asked me to kind of supplement coach. I was coaching at a different gym at the same time. So yeah, I was just helping him out in terms of covering some coaching hours um, that he needed um, he needed help with. And then yeah, I kind of took over, fell in love with kind of the community, the people there. Hopefully they fell in love with me at the same time. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, that's how it kind of all started there. Awesome. So for whatever reason, and we don't need to get into that, the opportunity came up for you to take over ownership. Yeah. And you said, well, I'm already here. I'm part of the community. I love it. 
let's do this. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was honestly like the, I felt it was like kind of the next step for my career in like either fitness and in like this whole industry kind of thing. Like I've uh, coached at a few different gyms already, kind of maxed out where I was at those gyms um, in terms of being like an athlete and stuff like that. You know, I've reached what I've wanted to reach, went to regionals, uh, won an event at regionals, so that was pretty cool. Nice, congrats. Um, yeah, it was a handstand walking one, so yeah, not that cool, but I liked it, so it was one of my favorite movements, uh, but I still won an event, so I was definitely happy, but other than that, I felt like I've hit all the things that I've wanted to in my uh, career for that, and I felt like this was the kind of the next step. It's always been a dream, honestly, since like, I would say maybe 2014 that I've wanted to open up a gym and like just kind of put my vision towards what I've seen at the gyms I was at, you know, do's and don'ts kind of thing, and yeah, just put what I felt like what was needed in the city in terms of a gym. Awesome. Awesome. So you took over an existing gym kind of in the middle of a pandemic, but you kind of had seen basically as bad as it could get. It's, it's not great right now, but it's, it's gotten better. I think for the most part, some people might argue, but we're September, (laughs) almost October, 2021. So, you know, for frame of reference, people listening. So you, you kind of had an idea of like, all right, well, here I am, this is gonna be one of the toughest things I can face, but you knew the clientele, you knew the coaching staff. Um, Did you retain most of them when you took over most of the existing coaching staff? Yeah, honestly, with like the coaching staff, we did retain most, if not all. Uh, There were some changes in terms of, you know, like with like uh, life changes and stuff like that. So once those, some of the coaches decided to, you know, take a bit of a break, we did revamp the whole kind of coaching staff. I believe we have two left over from the previous gym. Um, And then, yeah, we gained like another, we uh, put together a team of like about six more. Oh, no, sorry. We have four from the previous gym. The two um, owners, uh, Darren and Val Champagne. Uh, yeah, we, that was one of the biggest things we wanted to make sure that they were still within the gym in the community. Um, so they're still doing coaches. Val's like one of our coaches for our kids classes as well too. Um, but we retained about four from the previous gym and then we've added about another four newer coaches in terms of like, yeah, building that kind of coaching stuff. Awesome. Awesome. So you kind of had an idea of how the roles were assigned when you were a coach and now that you're an owner, how has that shifted? What major role? Are you still coaching a lot? Are you mostly working on the business kind of from, from a management ownership role? How do you split up your time? Yeah, so that is honestly since just recently taken over for like, yeah, so October 1st will be like our one year anniversary. So within the year, man, it's been, it's been a change. It's definitely tough in terms of um, getting into this new role because I love coaching. I 100% love it. Um, I love being in front of the people, you know, giving them the experience that they kind of need, um, helping them reach their goals and everything. So even for myself, I don't take myself off the coaching schedule. So I'm coaching when I can. Uh, but yeah, switching shifts or switching um, um, my mind frame in terms of now running the business, it's uh, that's where it's going towards. So now it's really trying to put in like systems, operating procedures for like the coaches, uh, making sure there's like actual structure within the gym, just so everything runs a lot smoother. Um, and I, I think that's important. I know a lot of gyms out there are doing that and whatnot. Um, but yeah, taking on that role, it, it's, it's a new thing. It's definitely a new thing, but I love it. I love challenges in terms of that. Trying to find some sleep is a little tough. Trying to get my mind uh, right at certain times. Cause man, I didn't realize a lot of things would just be coming left and right in terms of like, okay, this stuff's going well. Oh no, there's this other thing that needs to be done. Oh, there's this other thing that needs to be done. And yeah, it's just like an ongoing list. And 
trying to manage my time in terms of how to chip away at that list. I, I treat it as like a chipper style workout. It's just like, I just got to chip away and kind of go at it. So, but yeah. Yeah. And later on having a two-year-old at home, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that, that, a, that's another, another thing that might pull, pull away at some time and some sleep maybe. For sure. But my partner, Jill, she has been uh, amazing. Like I mentioned to you before. Yeah. She's like the corner of the gym as well too. Uh, mm -hmm. But man, she's been a huge help in terms of taking her, taking care of our son, Logan, uh, holding down the fort at home while I pretty much like, yeah, like try to get this gym in order before, uh, yeah, before we can actually go on a vacation or something like that. So that'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Vacations are good. So yeah. You had you had to have some ideas when you decided, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take over. And obviously you love the facility. You love the family, the community, that. But there had to be some things that right away you were like, oh, man, I'm in charge. Like, I think I can do this or I want to do this thing. Like, how has that gone versus what you expected as far as the things that you thought you wanted to tackle? Yeah. Maybe the things that came out of left field and, you know, poked yeah. in the eye. Honestly, like I had, a, I had a pretty solid game plan coming in. Honestly, the gym at its point in terms of community and um, what was what was in the gym present where we're currently was actually pretty decent. Like it was good. Um, things that I had to really go was the aesthetics of the gym because I definitely had my vision in terms of what the gym wanted to be. And I had a game plan with that already. Um, so I pretty much followed through on majority of the things that I wanted to in terms of the aesthetics of the gym. Uh, but when it came in terms of, say structure of the coaches, uh, getting some standard up. That was the tough part. Like, honestly, for me, I had a game plan coming in, but just trying to organize in terms of what needed to be done first. So everything can run a lot more smoother. That's the challenge that I'm like, you know, just currently facing right now. and like always been facing ever since taking over. Um, I don't think that's ever going to end as well too, just because I'm always going to try to figure out ways to improve the gym. And that list is just going to go on. So I would say those would, that part would probably be the biggest thing I would say is in terms of like the hardest thing to uh, complete on my task list for sure. What would you say the biggest things are that, that you have accomplished so far? Uh, I would say biggest things, especially during a pandemic, keeping the doors yeah. open. Besides surviving. Yeah, I would say that would be the biggest thing. Um, second to that, honestly, I would say getting the right coaching staff in front of like in front of our members. Uh, I feel like they are, if not like the person that like they're, they, I feel like they're running the business at the same time, right? Like they're the ones that are in front of the people or in front of our members every single time. So finding that right crew was probably one of the, I felt like was one of the biggest accomplishments that I had so far within the business. Cause man, the crew that I have right now is like phenomenal. I know usually every business owner says that, but yeah, I feel like I've felt like I have like a solid crew in terms of, yeah, just organization, giving the product that we want to give on the floor, keeping the members happy, um, all the extra work that they've been doing and just the, the constant support and like the help they've been giving me. So I think that's probably one of the biggest accomplishments for sure. Yeah, for, yeah, definitely. And it doesn't matter how many people might say that mm -hmm. they have the best crew. What really matters is that you believe it and, and they know that you believe in them. So, yeah. you know, it's that's one of those things that we never get tired of hearing. So, yeah, so you, you have gotten your, your foundation in place, right? You're in sort of more of a management role, but still on the floor coaching, yep. in touch with the community. I'm sure you know everybody's first name, last name, where they live, their dog's name. <laughs> yeah. that yep. stuff. Yep. Uh, because you're, you're at that point and you were already in the community. So you're not a stranger coming in. So 
you have this staff, um, you know, you have, have a great support system at the gym and at home. So right now, is it just a matter of, you know, trying to take the little things as they come and, and fight, you know, is the biggest battle just trying to get as many people as you want in the gym? Uh, what's the biggest thing that's on your radar? Oh man, I would honestly say not even the people, like I would, I know a lot of people would say like, like, you know, getting people within the gym. I, I feel like that just happens organically. Um, it, I would say that the biggest thing is just getting a lot more um, standard to procedures, like the, the procedures to make the gym run smooth. I think that would probably be the big, biggest obstacle that we have. Um, that I have in terms of, yeah, like the gym, just because, yeah, I feel like if we can get the procedures solidified in place, now the members will know that staff is going to be a lot more happier. There's structure. And then that just spreads like wildfire. Um, members will start talking to their families. Members will start going from there and then they would want to come in and try the workout or try like our gym and stuff. And I feel like that's, what's been really happening with a lot of our member base is just the word of mouth. They come into the facility, it's a clean facility. Um, they have a nice point of contact. All the coaches basically say, hey, how's it going? First name, they ask them. It's not just the how you're doing, but we try to dive into the conversation. Like, oh, okay, like, how is this going? We just don't leave it a one question type of thing. Like, we really want to interact with our people. And I feel like they know that. And then that's what gets to more people. And they want to come into the gym and just, yeah, just experience what, like, what we have to offer. But um, yeah, biggest thing is just, I think, yeah, it just comes down to those procedures and getting a lot more structure in terms of like the gym and stuff. Yeah, yeah, systems are important, especially, you know, as you grow a staff, as you, you know, if you don't have already a, a manager or a coaching, you know, head trainer, things like that, having things that can trickle down and you can hand to somebody and they may still need coaching on it, but to be able to say, here, this is what's expected of you. This is yeah. what's expected of you. So you can, you know, those conversations become a lot easier when everybody knows what they should be doing and it's repeatable, right? You can plug someone in, you go on vacation and you say, here's my list of things that I normally do. Exactly. Coach Bob, it's on you. I'm going to buy you some extra Tim Hortons when I get back. Exactly. Like, you know, but uh, sure, like, yeah, like um, one thing, because I'm like, yeah, especially with being new to business or like, I didn't take any like business classes or anything like that. Like I find uh, learning by experience is probably like the, like probably the more most important thing. But yeah, I've tried to like expand my knowledge in terms of listening to like podcasts and stuff like that. And like, yeah, having those systems in place make a big, make a big difference. If I can actually take what's out of my head, put it on paper and now give it to somebody so I know exactly, so I know personally that it's gonna exactly happen the way that I want it to, it just makes a big difference, right? Um, yeah, and then it, it gives me more peace of mind knowing that it's just basically happening in that, but yeah. Cool, so when you took over, um, did you do anything with pricing? That's something that comes up a lot. New owner comes on, they look at the pricing, they look at what's really coming in. And sometimes it's either like, oh, I, I didn't realize this is what the gym made, or you know, this is a little bit different than I thought, or this is where I need to be. Might as well do it now. Have you done anything with pricing since you came online? Pricing, we honestly kept the same uh, during the takeover. Uh, we yeah. basically left it the same as is. Um, as of right now for our rates, we were, I think we are probably, if not the cheapest rate or cheapest rate in the city, but offering the most value in terms of our pricing. So I wanted to keep it that like, I know, um, there's a lot of places out there say like, yeah, charge what you're worth. And like, I, I a hundred percent understand that and get that, but like in our demographic and the area that we're at, 
trying to charge like a $200 plus membership is just not going to be feasible for a lot of like a lot of the families out there that want to come try the membership out and like actually try to hold on to it. Uh, so we tried to keep it the same as possible. Uh, members are all kind of aware in terms of like, um, you know, there might be like slight increases just in terms of like rent and stuff like that. So that's totally understandable. But no, we kept the rates exactly the same. Membership rate bases are happy. We have like this introductory promo that I think is like super unbeatable within our, within our, um, within our province. So yeah, like it, the, a lot of members have been taking on that and the transition going to a regular membership um, has been really, really smooth um but in terms What's that of that promo all about what how do you do that yeah so what our promo is that we have for like actually new or returning members um so it's a three-month promotion um that's the only contract that we have pretty much uh, every all of our other memberships are just month to month but yeah we offer like it's really relatively cheap so it's 125 per month for those first three months uh but that's for an unlimited membership what that also includes as well too is our, we call it our level up program. So it's like the onboarding slash on-ramp type of thing, but we offer six one-on-one -on -one classes to anybody that does need it, either a brand new member or for example, like a member that just wants a refresher type of thing. We give that included with that 125. Um, so yeah, super, super cheap. But then my whole thing was, I never wanted finances to ever get in the way of somebody wanting to be healthy and fit. Um, I know that could take a hit in terms, but the members are a lot happy. They're staying. Retention of the members is awesome. And our turnover rate in terms of the on-ramp going to regular membership is close enough to like 100%. So they're staying, they're moving, and they're they're definitely, definitely happy. And what's your unlimited cost regularly? Unlimited cost is 165. Okay, so that's a significant difference then. Yeah, like we, it is a significant difference, like when that $40 bump, um, but what we try to strive and what we try to tell the people that are moving on into the next one is like, yeah, like you're we obviously within the three months, we want them to get to that use of uh, that unlimited style membership when they're kind of going through it. Um, and then once they kind of get used to it, it's like, okay, cool. Like an extra 40 bucks. If I went like what, two times per week kind of thing, if I go another two days in the month that's essentially covered for like a $20 drop in right so now they can kind of see like okay I want to come three times I want to come four maybe even five times a week and then now that kind of that 165 is like okay that makes sense um and I think one of the big things as well too that we just give them in like an absolute awesome experience within the gym um and then they see that they see that we actually care about them and we actually want to see them improve and want to see them get better. So I feel like that's a huge thing in terms of like, Hey, here, like we, we want to support you hundred percent. And yeah. Okay. And that particular promotion, you're not doing any type of advertisement or anything like that. It's all organic word of mouth referral that yeah. you're going on that. All organic, all of all just basically word of mouth. Uh, we were thinking about doing like a promotion, like, um, on our, you know, social media stuff and like that, but so far so good. That is pretty much how we doubled, if not tripled our membership base in terms of that. Um, so yeah, it's going well. I mean, if it does get to a sticking point where we're like, oh no, it's going to happen then for sure. We'll do like some promotion in terms of that. But yeah, like what I said, as long as we can give a wicked experience in the building, it just will organically happen for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So you have um staff in place uh, another big question that comes up a lot is um and it i know it varies everybody who's listening we always disclaim talk to your tax professional you a professional are your coaches are they contractors are they employees are they some other uh type of business within your business how do yeah, you well, they, that uh, so yeah all of our staff right now they are all contracted workers 
um that was just pretty much like the best thing in terms of yeah, like you're starting off the business and trying to get like you know everything in place um there are goals and i do have um like yeah i do have aspirations to actually get a full-time coach on there of um, an actual uh, manager in a position as well too uh she already knows that like yeah that's what i kind of want to get into so like i set the goal i wanted i set my goals so that they can have you know the benefits of like earning a, like a living a salary that is what i really want to try to get somebody to um i've had these things like you know like told to me before when i was like coaching at other gyms and whatnot and it was just tough right uh with the times and stuff like that i never want to go back on what i want to give for that person so honestly i try to do everything any type of like um any type of business venture or um another way to gain revenue i always relate to that coach that i want to get into that manager position and yeah we discuss and like we know already when she kind of gets into that role duties will increase and stuff like that but yeah as of right now contracted workers goal is to get a manager um head coach and everything from there as well okay let's since you brought it up there i think that's kind of a, a nice way as we get close to having to wrap this up, if you can believe it's already been 20 minutes, um, you want to add a full-time coach, you want to add a manager, yeah. what else is on your wish list, your bucket list, whatever you want to call it for the progress of the gym long-term? Um, I would honestly say like long-term, I like to have full two full-time coaches and then everybody basically on payroll. Like that's what I would like to get to. Um, just cause I, I want this business to run like a legitimate business. Like I know before, in like uh, yet old school CrossFit days is like, hey, um, just give me the money under the table and your membership kind of covered, right? Um, or even with the coaches like, hey, yeah, just coach kind of like your hours um, and like, I'll just pay you out or like some sort of version of that. Uh, but no, I, I want to get to a legit, legitimized business. I want to give them a T4. I want to make sure that they have like, you know, taxes and maybe they can get benefits in the future. Like a year into it, it's very hard for me to like, you know, swallow that pill and like understand like, holy man, there's a lot of work to do. Um, but no, like that, that would be like awesome. Cause yeah, like not only have I started this gym to, you know, keep people in the building, keep them healthy, keep them fit. I, one of my biggest things is to make a living for other people that want to like, like follow through with this career as well too. So if I can give two full-time salaries, if I can give part-time payments and stuff like that, like, man, I will feel awesome. And that would like, I would just feel like, yeah, that would be like the ultimate goal in terms of like staffing wise. So, yeah. Awesome. And I think that's a goal that a lot of gym owners don't even come in realizing how satisfying it can be. Yeah. Uh, and I still remember the first time, you know, I got a text message from one of my coaches saying like, I can't believe, like I used to work this other job. Thank you so much for allowing me to have the opportunity. And I was like, Holy crap. You know, I got in this to thinking I was going to help people with fitness and nutrition and that. And like, yeah. now I have like people I'm responsible for, and it's hugely stressful, but the rewards that come with it as you can do more and more are amazing. So I, I think that's one of the noblest goals that you can have. And clearly that means that you've spread your impact. You've gotten more clients, you've increased your revenue. So all those things come with it and then feed into the ability to, like you say, feel like a more legitimate business and be able to provide um, a real way for, for professionals who you yeah. want to be in your building to earn a living. So that yeah. I think that's an amazing goal. Yeah. And I think like if that does happen and when it does happen, um, it just, yeah, it just makes, it makes the staff just, I feel like it'll make the staff a lot stronger together. It'll make them work a lot harder knowing that like, man, like hopefully they realize that like, man, Justin's like taking the time and he's actually finding like he wants to give us these things. 
Um, and I feel like it just works hand in hand. I, you know, I scratch their back, they scratch mine, and it's just going to be an awesome, awesome relationship the whole way through. And that's what, like, I really strive on with the coaches as well, too. Like, I want it, like, I told them, like, an open book for everything. Like, tell me if I'm messing up. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. I want to know exactly. It'll go back and forth, hand in hand, when we do, like, our evaluations and stuff like that. But, yeah, I wanted it to be a really tight-knit type of staff in terms of like man we we all have the same goal we all have the same vision and we want to make and we want to make sure we follow through on all that yeah yeah i mean you hit the nail on the head and i think that's uh something we don't talk about enough and i'm glad it came up you know um there's there's a lot of cool stuff going on and you're only a year in not quite a year yeah and you put a solid foundation down and i think you're you're well on your way to hitting those goals and, um, you know, I hope that maybe when you're two years in, we can do a follow-up episode. Oh, I love that. Even if we can't do an episode, I'm still going to reach out. I'm going to call you. Maybe I'll just, you know, walk to Winnipeg. You know, I, I'm excited to see where things go for you, for your family at home, for your family at the gym, for next level. Before we let you go, where can people find you online? Uh, what do you, website, Instagram, Facebook, drop all, give us all the information. Where can people awesome. find you? Cool. So yes, it's a very long name to type out, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, website, www.nxtlvlperformance.ca. Um, our Instagram is nxtlvl.performance. Uh, Facebook, we do have our, um, we do have our group as well too. It's just next level performance that you can look up. But other than that, those are our main sources in terms of reaching out and trying to like see what we actually do. Instagram is where we do most of, uh, most, if not all, all of our, um, all of our social media stuff. And then, yeah, um, hit us up. If you guys want to come check it out, if you're ever coming to join or uh, see Winnipeg, uh, by all means, you can come in. We'll give you that, uh, that initial class and like, make sure you guys have a great time. All right. So yeah, Instagram is definitely where it's at for fitness right now. Facebook website, all this stuff's important, but all the magic happens on Instagram these days. So check out Justin, check out next level. If you're in Winnipeg, go drop in. I think he said it's a $20 drop in fee, right? Well, so we're going to worry about it. We'll make sure that you guys have a great time. If you want to continue, then we'll talk about some prices. Um, if you're thinking about jumping in or you just jumped in as a business owner, it sounds like Justin be happy to have you reach out to tell you some of the stuff that's happened with him. So check out next level online. We'll have some info in the description. Justin, thank you for your time. We appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you, Doug. I really appreciate it again. Thank you, Jim Lords, man. I really appreciate you guys reaching out and like, yeah, I'm more than happy to do any other episode that you guys want. Hopefully we could do that follow-up and uh, yeah, we'll be breaking down that wall soon enough. It'd be good. Appreciate it, man. And to everybody out there listening, thank you for your time today. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more. If you do, smash that subscribe button. Leave us a like, a comment, any kind of feedback you have. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the show description. Fill out the form. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. You can come on, talk about what you're doing. Everybody's got a story to share. We want to share them all. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. 
four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.